going to the nursery now is what going to a shoe department or shoe store was to me in the 80s. Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulthood while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about my front yard, but wait, don't stop listening. (laughs) It's more than just that. I'm going to talk about my front yard because for one thing, I grew up here and I moved back to live here with my husband about two years ago. So I have a lot of memories, but I'm also trying to make it my own. And on top of that, it's October, which means it's Halloween season. And I've been decorating the front yard with Halloween decorations and making it really special. Coming up in December, I'll be decorating it for Christmas. It's a lot of fun for me and brings me a lot of happiness. If you go back and listen to one of my episodes, You Can't Go Home Again, well, I did, you know that we moved here because Bill was recovering from two hospital stays. So it wasn't necessarily my first pick for a place to live, but it worked out. I would say the first year or so we were here, it was just awkward. There were a lot of things that broke (laughs) and a lot of things like furniture that were still left over from my parents. Like we were dropped into someone else's life. It didn't feel like our house. Part of that is my fault. Although saying it's my fault isn't really the correct term. Going through and purging Someone's life after they pass away, let alone your parents' stuff, isn't the easiest thing in the world. It's no wonder I was left, we were left, with a lot of stuff. And it's not completely all my stuff. After Bill's mom passed away, we received several large boxes sent by his sisters who went through their mom's belongings back in Florida and sent us certain things. We never even opened those boxes. They're in what is officially the dining room. It's more of a storage area now. But back to the front yard. I have worked really hard to make the garden in the front look nice. Now, we do have lawn, which I know is kind of a luxury at this point with all the drought issues. But we really don't have very much lawn after it rains. It looks like a green carpet. Most of the rest of the time, it looks a little crispy. It's funny. There are still gardeners that come by and offer to put in a new lawn, just like the guys that come by to offer tree service. Anyway, there are some azalea bushes along the front porch, which have probably been there quite a while, and they are a bit overgrown. They are in the shade, so they've strained to reach the sun and sort of look straggly and bleak sometimes. But when they bloom, they're all color, a sea of white petals 
different shades of pink. The porch itself has posts that at least look like they support the roof over it, but those need to be replaced. You could basically breathe on them and it's like they would fall over. But there must be something more to it because men walked back and forth over the porch many times while they were installing our new air conditioning system this summer. Bill and I were sort of holding our breath. So there are still some things that definitely need to be done in the front. Then on the other side, we have a big bay window. And under that, we've got a pretty eclectic assortment of plants and a big bed. Bill and I used to be sort of aghast at my mom because she would hire a gardener to come and plant a bunch of different pansies there. Not that he didn't do a great job. He put mulch over the whole area. It looked great. But we found out once how much he charged her, and Bill especially almost lost his mind. The pansies lasted a, a little bit of time, it's true, but the mulch didn't because our regular gardener would come every week and use the blower to flush out the extra leaves in the yard. Well, that beautiful mulch couldn't stand up to the blower, so it was literally like dust in the wind, or really dollars in the wind. I didn't really have a plan for this area, and I'm not sure I've spent any less overall. Going to the nursery now is what going to a shoe department or shoe store was to me in the 80s. I think I could literally spend all my money there. But I've tried to create an interesting and unique garden bed. There are some long-established bushes up against the house, including a large gardenia bush, and some smaller things that have sprouted or that have just grown there. Then I've added more things, either seasonal perennials that flower and attract bees, or just new greenery that is low maintenance, like my dwarf mondo grass. And then there's the big redwood tree that's in the middle of what would be the lawn. Around the tree, we have some potted plants that my friend Dolly and her husband John left when they moved to New Mexico. They lived around the corner. These are special because some of them, or really most of them, were plants that her parents had grown in big pots. Since I've known Dolly since the second grade, I also knew her parents. They were unable to take them to their new house, and they didn't want to leave them at the house when it was sold. So I kind of lucked out there. Most of them have done pretty well. I spend a pretty good amount of time in the front yard because even though we have a gardener who comes every week, it always seems like there's something that I can trim or pull or refine in some way and try to make it better. And I've been planting all the ferns that my friend Natalie gave me. I have kind of like a fern forest in pots in an area in the shade, and I'm hoping that they start to thrive very soon. Still, it's far from being perfect, but it still looks nice, I think, overall. I even added some solar lights that come on at night and add to the ambiance, but they're really good since they don't use electricity. Along the side of the property, we have a hedge that goes from the curb all the way back, and that creates a nice border on the front yard as well. 
our curvy street. No sidewalks, all the trees. There are always people walking up and down our street with their dogs, their babies, or just themselves, especially in the late afternoon or early evening. I'm assuming that they are also out there in the early morning, but I'm not much of a morning person. <laughs> Recently, when I was out there watering the lawn or trimming some plant, I realized just how timeless things are. It took me back to when I was growing up. I worked in the garden even back then. We had a small vegetable patch out there for a while. One of the big differences now, of course, is that I don't know as many people walking by as I used to. When I was growing up, there were a lot of people that I went to school with that lived on the street with their families, and I would often see them either driving by in their family cars or riding their bikes, walking or using a skateboard. I thought about this when I was out there recently, and it was very quiet, and a young man who I don't know rolling down the street on a skateboard. And I thought about how the more time that goes by, the more things stay the same. When I was in junior high, or middle school, as it's called now, and high school, especially a lot of the guys that I was going to school with would get around on their skateboards before they were able to drive. And in fact, across the street, the family that lived there had a boy that was in my class. And he often had friends come over and then they would skateboard around the neighborhood. It was kind of a comforting feeling to reminisce about those days. That family across the street is long gone. I heard that the mother passed away first. And then the boy that was in my class, he was a photographer and went on to have his own children, but he died of cancer a while back. And one of his friends died of a heart attack. These hit me hard. They were my age. They weren't that old. Losing high school classmates gives us pause. Pause to think about our own mortality. So when I see those young men skating down the street on their skateboards now, for a split second, I'm transported back to that time. It's a little crazy. At first, this house held a lot of sadness for me, a lot of grief, a lot of grieving for my own losses. Wow, so many thoughts and emotions running through my head when I see that skateboarder. Now, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to dedicate this episode to three special people. First, one of my listeners, Lydia, who grew up in this town and whose life is all about gardening. Her Facebook posts with photos of her garden and harvests inspire me constantly. Secondly, her brother Tim, who also grew up here and was one of the friends who came across the street with his skateboard. He died 16 years ago this month. And finally, Don, who lived across the street and passed from cancer in 2017. I think of them both so often. One thing that my parents never did was decorate the outside of the house or the front yard for any of the holidays. My dad was always concerned about using too much electricity, and let's face it, he was usually tired from working all week. So, of course, once I was here 
and it was time for Halloween, which was really the first holiday that we were around for, I decided to go whole hog all in. And I started out with a pretty good amount of decorations that first year. I think I bought about eight pumpkins from the market. Every time I went, I would buy one or two so I didn't have to carry them all at the same time. The squirrels really enjoyed them. Then I discovered the fake pumpkins, which are more cost-effective for multiple years. However, it does disappoint the squirrels. <laughs> Next, I bought some Halloween decorations. I started slow, getting a skeleton and some lights, and then I discovered Home Depot. When Home Depot puts out the Halloween merchandise, it's kind of like Christmas, the best of all possible worlds the best inflatables, the best grave markers, and the best extras that they only make a few to go around. So much fun. I'm like a kid. Now, I'm in the third year of decorating, and we have quite a collection. The first year, we went with a giant dinosaur inflatable holding a jack-o'-lantern like he's trick-or-treating. This year, I found a second Halloween dinosaur, and we also added a huge inflatable spider coming off the front of the house. I feel like the web needs to be more substantial, but for now, it's holding. And then we have a group of ghosts that stand guard around the redwood tree. If I turn them on, they glow. It's a great effect. I often look out the window at night and catch a glimpse of one of them and catch myself wondering who's prowling in the yard. The whole thing just brings me so much joy. The other fun part about decorating the yard is to see and hear the reactions of the neighbors. We've had people drive up and get out with their dog to take photos with the minions as vampires. We've had babies cooing over the dinosaurs. And this year we have new neighbors with a sweet little three-year-old girl named Lake. She insists on coming down to visit our wolf skeleton every night before bedtime and making it howl. <laughs> she says she likes the wolf the best. And last night was trying to get the skeleton to talk too. I'm kind of glad he didn't. These are new memories that I cherish about decorating the yard. Well, I have to go untangle some orange twinkly lights now. That's all I've got for today. I hope you embrace the Halloween spirit in some way, whether or not it's giving out candy or wearing a costume to work, or maybe visiting one of the Halloween-themed attractions they have now for the season. Embrace the fun. Next week, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are The Only Child Diaries. <laughs> <laughs>